Welcome back to Two is a Number Productions. My name is May Heiser and I'm a political activist and a global economics enthusiast. I enjoy watching stock market trends and doing analysis of political speeches worldwide. Today I'm joined by James, Mara, George, and Ian. We are a group of teens that gather to discuss important topics and themes in books commonly read by high school students. We strive to analyze text and offer insight into themes that we identify within the text. We come from many different backgrounds, but that makes for a diversified analysis that you can't get anywhere else. Before we start let's and introduce the theme for today, I'll let everyone who's joining me today introduce themselves. Hi, I'm James Farr, and I love the story of Noah's Ark because of its great storytelling aspects. Hello, my name is George, and I sell propane and propane accessories. I find that an outside perspective is often helpful in the analysis of text, and I like to read in my free time. And my name's Ian. I'm a disgruntled sushi chef whose guilty pleasure is analyzing ancient texts. Great! Welcome to the show. It's about time we introduce exactly what we're talking about today. Huzzah! Today we'll be analyzing The Voyage of the Argo. Very exciting. Haha, <laughs> I don't know about that one. I'm not sure how interesting this one can be. Yeah, I totally agree. Ian and I were just talking about one of the biggest themes that we found while reading The Voyage of the Argo. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed finding all of the situation that this scene presented itself in the book because there were so many examples. You would not believe all of the analysis that one can do with this book. For sure, the theme that most frequently came to mind while reading this book was the theme of divine dispensation. Of course, but before we get to that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. And then. And we're back. Ian, can you give us and our billions of listeners a rundown on what divine dispensation really is? Definitely. So the whole idea of divine dispensation is the idea that the gods in the voyage of the Argo don't have to abide by the normal laws or moral codes that other living beings have to live by. And this is shown throughout the whole text with examples from uh, Hera and Athena influencing Medea to fall in love with Jason or when Athena saves the Argonauts from the falling rocks uh, on their boat, um, it just shows sort of a lack of responsibility and accountability for the gods. Well, now that you mention it, I actually was just reading book two, and on page 89 there's an exact example of the theme. Listen to this, quote, To right and left they shook and rumbled, but Argo would not budge. This was the moment Athena intervened. Holding on to the hard rock with her left hand, she pushed the ship with the other, quote. Yeah, and if you keep reading, you'll also see the effect of her intervention. If you continue on page 89, quote, The rocks were now rooted forever in one spot, close to one another. It had been decided by the happy gods that this should be their fate when they sailed through, unquote. That's just one physical example of the lasting impact of those interventions on the mortal world. I think that serves as a physical memento, as it were, of the powers of the gods and their immortality, as well as their permanent impact on the human world. Yeah, that reminds me. There's another part in the Argo that goes along with this. Okay, that clearly is divine dispensation in the sense that they are altering love and the emotions of others. They created this falsehood of love in order to, quote, help her succeed in bearing off the fleece to Hellas, unquote, on page 110. From the author's view, he clearly needed an element of the epic to be tumultuous so as to adopt an original language and further develop his theme of divine dispensation through his dramatic scheme. Britannica reported that, quote, 
Apollonius adapted the language of Homer to the needs of a romantic epic with considerable success. In recounting Medea's love for Jason, he shows a capacity for sympathetic analysis not found in earlier Greek literature. Quote, yeah, you can totally see here that the gods, as in definition of divine dispensation, use their ability to intervene for selfish motives. They want Jason to make it back safely to Hellas with the Golden Fleece, and they are willing to go so far as to make a woman fall in love with him against her own will and volition to do so. Ah, yes, and remember, they're only involved because they have wanted to take down King Peleus from the beginning. Societal trends show that this still relates to us now. I was just researching a sequence of divine dispensation in the world today. In today's economy, there is a large amount of monopolistic companies. These are like gods, and they take over entire industries and leave not only an unfriendly environmental footprint on Earth, but also are not fair to their employees. Yeah, I totally get you. That's the case with Amazon right now, actually. And the effect that is having on is very similar to the effect that the gods had on the humans throughout their interventions. According to Time Magazine, workers feel like they are robots, as one particular employee noted, quote, I felt as if the company wanted us to be robots, never stopping, never letting our minds wander off tasks. I felt an incredible amount of pressure to repress the human failings that made me less efficient than a machine, unquote. That's so similar to what happened with Medea being forced to fall in love with Jason. It was as if she was a robot. She initially realized her crucial role in the plan, but could not give up because similarly, it was not efficient for the crew of the Argo. That's very eye-opening, and it really elucidates how even in stories from thousands of years ago can still relate to the lives we live today and the world around us. It also goes to show us why reading old epics like the Argo can benefit us and our worldview when we take a deeper look into what is being said and compare that to what is going on today. Oh shit! Wait, it seems like it's about time for another commercial break. When we come back, James will give us a more in-depth look and analysis into the moral boundaries that are being broken. Another point to unpack in this story was the absolutely astonishing lack of boundaries that the gods have as it concerns to the human world. Even though the initiative for retrieving the Golden Fleece was to please and fulfill the wishes of King Aedes, it became much more than that, especially for the gods. It almost seems like the gods have the human world at their disposal. Unlike humans, they are not bound to mortal entrapment such as death, and therefore they don't feel responsible for what happens. This just highlights the theme of divine dispensation in that the gods are above moral and mortal law. Yes, exactly. Their bounds are limitless in both worlds. As one paper by Brian D. McPhee says, quote, a particularly clear example of a leap of the gods superhuman leaps to and from heaven occurs in the episode when Hera leapt forth from heaven and shouted from the Hurricanian peak, unquote. Do you think that the gods, having completely different perspective on life compared to any other mortal beings, are excused from the moral boundaries set up by those who worship them? Wait, what are the boundaries? Like how within idealistic thinking, we don't think it's okay to make someone fall in love with someone else or abusing one's power to gain something. Yeah, and their example is one that the mortals follow. I get that. Since they have these powers that we cannot comprehend, they are seemingly allowed to make these choices. However, this does not excuse them from the situations in which they cross moral boundaries they themselves taught mortals. Hold on, it seems like we have a caller. Hello? Hello. 
I am a huge fan of this show, and I am so incredibly vested in the topic that you're speaking about, I forgot to pick up my daughter from daycare an hour ago. That's not okay. No, it's cool. Anyways, I wanted to ask you about how the shift from the Homeric epics to Kalamikian epic influenced the theme of divine dispensation in the Argo. Even in the Homeric epics, the gods were fallible in ways that highlighted certain vices. However, in this newer Kalamakian style, the gods and heroes had their own set of vices, which brought further points of contention in the stories shared. It is clearly seen in the intertwining of love and treachery throughout the epic which muddied the moral choices made the gods. Yes, that is very true. But wait, it looks like we've run out of time today, but I hope that everyone enjoyed our analysis of the Voyage of the Argo. Please join us again next week for our podcast on the Iliad. Thank you and adios. professional speechwriter for public officials within the Minneapolis-St. Paul communities. I like to offer a lot of personal insight on a variety of subjects. Oh my goodness. James, get over that bad attitude. There are plenty of important and interesting things that went down in this book. Ian and George, you have to explain this. I'm not sure all our listeners know exactly what you're talking about. I found so many examples of what was within the text. I just didn't know that interventions and the effect of interventions was a title. I hope we were thinking of the same one. I was thinking of when Hera and Athene intervened to make Medea fall in love with Jason. As Hera says on page 109 through 110, quote, Let us go together and ask, Aphrodite, to persuade her boy to lose an arrow at Atis daughter. Medea of the many spells, and make her fall in love with Jason, end quote. This stood out to me because love don't come easy these days. I picked up on immoral character in this, and God clearly does not follow the same moral guidelines of humans. Their interventions leaving a devastating effect on humans. I would also say I noticed this as well while reading the book. The gods saw what was really going on in the human world and completely used the situation to their advantage, just in order to accomplish their own agenda. How terrible is that to take advantage of humans like that? It's important that we remember that gods are said to set many of their own moral boundaries because they are elevated and highly exalted beings. Furthermore, the Kalamakian style brought a hint of satire into the genre of Greek epics that was not seen before and goes hand in hand with the theme of divine dispensation. Does this sound intrigue you? Are you a bird lover? Come down to Birds Unlimited to find all the bird things you would need to become a bird watcher. Has holiday shopping got you down? Do you not know what to get your parents for Christmas? Go to MugsRUs.com and order World's Greatest Dad or World's Greatest Mom mugs for a low price of $19.99. Get them the most sought-after gift of the holiday season easily at MugsRUs.com.